Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Welcome back to the new Leverage Masters with co-hosts Gina Gaudio-Grace and Ken Krell. How are you, Ken? Hello, Gina. Hello to our dear guest, Ari Page. We um, are having a little bit of... No, Ari Tom, not Ari Page. Uh, Why did I say that? I'm like the wrong Ari. Look at me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We're starting out today. Oh, um, and it's four letters. Well, pick it uh, up from there, Ken. Welcome, Ari Tom. You... <laughs> Ken, you want me to give him a little bio on Ari? <laughs> Maybe you bet. Uh, I'm going in and out of me right now. Okay. Ari is the founder and executive producer of the Influence Documentary. Ari's world-class video production team works with cool entrepreneurs, experts, and authors to create, produce, and broadcast their strategic documentary TV show. As an Olympic wrestler, business lawyer, and serial entrepreneur who grew his mixed martial arts business to dominate the niche. And Ari, rather than read the whole thing, I'm going to let you jump in there and tell us a lot more about what you do in your business, because it sounds really interesting. Thank you. Um, I I think you can sum it up by sort of saying I help people use video to amplify their message and to um, and, and to tell people what they do in a in a meaningful way. And and I I use all sorts of different. Um, TV and, and digital video platforms to to get the message out um, way more amplified than, than simply using you know Facebook or YouTube or or their own website. Well, and what an appropriate thing to talk about on Leverage Masters, I would think it provides a ton of leverage for your clients' businesses, right? Yeah, the idea really is that. Um, um, you know, back in the day, people had a, a business card, and and then they said, "Oh, well, I should probably have a, a book, you know, and it should probably be a best-selling book um, because then I'll be seen as an expert." And 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 now, um, really, the way to be seen as an expert is to is to have you know your own sort of show on TV or or be like Tony Robbins and and have a, a documentary about you on Netflix and. And, and that's sort of the 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 current currency, um, if you will, in terms of being an expert and an influencer. Makes total sense to me. Ken, I think I've got you unmuted again. Are you back? I'm back. I, I had it on a different computer, so hopefully this can be, it'll be better this time. Are you've done a lot with with with, uh, with worldwide with world with the wrestling people. Um, and you've also you're also looking to expand globally too. Tell me a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, so um, after the Olympics in 2008, I I started this company called Hard Knocks Fighting, which is a mixed martial arts um, fight league, kind of like a minor league to the UFC and, and would be equivalent to what one FC is doing in Asia. And um, uh, that's really where I learned about the power of video. Um, you know, we started running events and, and then we recorded them and, and then I got a TV deal with ESPN in 40 countries. And, and then I said, Oh geez, I better learn about the TV business. And, and then we started telling stories about athletes and, and we started making these half hour um, programs that were kind of like ESPN 30 for thirties, which are almost like a biographical documentary about an athlete telling their story in half an hour. And, and ESPN was do, using these things to, to sort of tease their live events and, and tell people about the athletes and why they would care about the athletes um, as a way to get them more excited about watching the athletes compete. And so we started doing the same thing and um, fast forward a few years and, and we've made about 500 of these documentaries on athletes. And, and then we started doing that outside of fight sport. We did it with athletes in like triathlon and running and obstacle course racing and weightlifting. And, and, and now we're doing a series on motorsport athletes uh, in the U.S. and in Canada. And, and that really was the genesis of, um, uh, of how we, we expanded into into this influence documentary and, and, and the entrepreneurs. And we're, we're really just um, cloning what we've done in sports um, because it's worked so well and, and decided that it, you know, it worked as well for entrepreneurs. And, and uh, so that's what we're doing now. So now are you, the, are you doing, the, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling over myself here because I'm so excited about this. You, when you did the sports stuff, and you're still doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, we're um, we're, yeah, we're so, currently. Go ahead. No, what my question is is who who is the client for those? So you you did like 500 shows, you know, in one arena, and you're doing other arenas, and, and so on. Who's who's paying for those? Is it the actual uh, artist or or um, uh, athlete him or herself? Is it their sponsors? You know, how are we getting paid on this business? Um, no, as it relates to the athletes, um, um, I'm funding it, and we license the um, we license the content in a bunch of different places. Um, uh, in the fight sport realm, I've I've got an app that's uh, called Battlezone and. And it's on iOS and Android and Apple TV and Roku and Amazon and um, we've we've um, just directly put uh, put some of the episodes on Amazon Prime and and I've got a, a fight channel on on Zumo and um, I, uh, I I've had a, a one hour weekly time slot in the U.S. in in prime time um, for the last few years where where I've either put some fights up or or some of the documentaries so in, in essence we we make the tv shows and, and we license them to, to broadcasters around the world and and that's the business model that's neat 
that's really neat. So now transferring that to your current model, are you finding it more difficult or more easy to be able to, be able to, to leverage your time and energy into, into the new clients that you're working with? Um, I, I, I think the entrepreneurs are, um, are actually easier to work with because they, they understand better the, uh, um, the return that they get if they're, um, if they're seen as experts, the, uh, the athletes, um, especially the fight sport athletes sort of see it as my job to, uh, to make them popular and, and pay them. And, um, you know, I think that's a bit of a fallacy. The, the athletes are, are really, um, um, the athletes are the same as the entrepreneurs. They make money when they're popular. They just don't realize it, and the entrepreneurs do realize it. That's interesting. I'm I'm surprised that those guys don't recognize how important that is to their careers. That's that's just crazy. So so you know they're they're going out and they're letting you video them, right? How hard is it for you? to get them to say yes if they're so unattuned uh, to, to press? Um, it, it, it's, it's, much, it's much more difficult. The entrepreneurs are, are, uh, are much easier to work with because they understand the, the value in it. And in fact, they're, they're paying for the privilege of having the TV shows made. So um, once they're paying, they're, they're more likely to, um, to want to show up as well. Also, the I guess the difference too is that the entrepreneurs are paying a fee to you, so they're they're coming to the client, right? Yeah, exactly. The entrepreneurs are are coming to me as a client, and and so by definition, they're a bit more motivated, and and the athletes are, and some of the athletes feel like they're doing me a favor actually by uh, by sitting in front of the camera and and letting me produce a, a TV show on them. Yeah, I could see where that would be a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a challenge. So what? So with with that, with respect to that, the entrepreneurs are paying you. Do you have any other revenue stream that you're able to generate from that, or is it just a fee-based type of scenario? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we're in the process of of launching um, this thing called Entrepreneurs TV Network, um, which is going to be a subscription VOD platform. Um, you know, so there's a revenue model there. And VOD. Yeah, just like Netflix, people people pay ten bucks a month to to be able to watch um, all all sorts of entrepreneurial related content. And um, okay, oh, video on demand. I'm 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 just making sure that our listeners know video on demand is what you're meaning. Got it. Yes, it's subscription video on demand, kind of like a Netflix model where where viewers would pay a monthly. Uh, amount to, to have access to to a whole bunch of different videos, and they can choose when and, and which videos they want to watch, um, and and that'll be available on on your phones on iOS and Android. It'll be also be available on on connected um, devices like Apple TV and and Roku and and Amazon, um, and we're also um, getting ready to to launch a, a 4K uh, channel related to entrepreneurs content. Um, and so I'm, uh, I'm really trying to encourage, uh, everyone in the space to, to start recording in 4k because it's, um, uh, people don't realize how important it is to, to have 4k video right now. They, they don't, they don't need 4k to, 
to play a video on Facebook or YouTube, and and so they think it's not that relevant. But um, um, it, it's um, as soon as the 4K Entrepreneur Channel comes out, um, and they see their buddy on there because he recorded in 4K, and and they're not on there, and their buddy's on Comcast in in the states, and and they're not, they're very quickly going to realize that you know they actually should have been recording in 4K. So. I'm trying to get everyone educated and prepared for that and, and get everyone um, just turning on their 4K cameras all the time. That's interesting. So what, what's the big difference then? In, 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 I mean, because I assume the files are significantly bigger. Yeah, the files are significantly bigger, but that's really the only difference. I mean, uh, the, there's lots of cameras that, that can record 4K and they're, they're not – really very expensive at all anymore it's it, there's a little bit extra storage but even that's not that big a deal it's really just if you don't have a 4k camera you got to go and, and get one and, and now yeah that's that's the next question is i mean I'm, I'm sitting here I'm, i haven't had a chance to go into google because my connection is so bad but I'm, i wonder whether my pen is a 4k camera or not i seem i seem to think it is and i think my my um Isn't it? You cut out a little bit. Well, I, don't uh, you... I don't know if you're. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're. Uh, well, 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 can you hear me now, Ari? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, Gina, maybe you need to jump in. Okay, great. I love technology when it works. So let me ask you this: for our listeners' benefit, how does being on the documentary lead to monetizing the entrepreneur's business? What's, what's the pitch to them? Well, I think. The uh, it's not so much of a of a pitch as it is um, really just an understanding of how um, how consumer behavior works and 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 the the way I believe it works is people need to know that you exist or they need to know why they should care about you before they want to buy from you and 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 a lot of people um, you know would say hey I've I've got a, a widget to sell, but they don't necessarily say, you know, hey, my name's Ari, and I've got four kids, and I live in Calgary, and, and I run the sports league, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and, and my mission is really to, you know, have a million people, you know, be better at video, and, and it, you know, it's like a, a, after people understand your story, then then they then they can relate to something, and, and then and you're... Um, you're more of a real person and, 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 and then they feel like they've got a relationship with you and, and, and then it's easier to, to sell your product. And so um, I, I think entrepreneurs have been generally trying to create relationships with their customers forever. And, and in fact, you know, everyone and their dog has the best-selling book now. And generally the reason for a best-selling book is to, sort of say to people, look, hey, I've got a story and, and, and lots of people have bought it, so I must be good. I must be an expert. Um, and, and that's sort of the way they, they build the relationship and, and build some influence as an expert. And, um, um, you know, quite frankly, video is now the way to do it. Um, and, you know, it's one thing to, to hold a video, you know, to hold your phone up in front of your face and do a Facebook Live and kind of go, you know, hey, it's Ari, and, and, and you should buy a video from me. Um, it's quite another thing to, to have some independent third party make a real TV show and then have 
um, a billion-dollar broadcaster actually put that TV show up onto its onto its channel or, or, or broadcast it, um, because then you know your customers are 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 seeing a TV show about you um, with the seal of approval of a billion-dollar broadcaster, which would tend to sort of suggest that you are an expert in your field, you are a real person. Um, and, and, oh, by the way, I can listen to your story and watch your story as opposed to read your story because most people these days want to consume their information by watching it as opposed to reading it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, are you also like chopping up that, that video? I mean, well, I, I'll, actually, let me answer, ask the question because I know, I know the answer to this, so I, but the audience doesn't. The typical length of the documentaries that you're, that you're uh, creating is, is what time frame? I mean, how long does it last typically? Is it 30 minutes? The, 20 minutes? Yeah, it's, um, it's 22 minutes, which is um, what people call a commercial half hour. So when you, when you put a show okay. on TV um, and, it, and it lasts for half an hour, that generally in, includes the commercial time. So, so you build a TV show, 22 minutes a show, eight minutes of commercials, and then you've got a half hour time slot on TV. Got it. Okay. So now with that 22 minutes, are, are you also monetizing by chopping up pieces of that, whether it be one minute, two minutes, three minutes or whatever for them to, to post on their, their Facebook channels or, or on YouTube or whatever as separate uh, teasers? So, yeah, I mean, in my program, um, the entrepreneur gets a hard drive with all of the, the video that we, we've recorded um, as well as the produced TV show, and, and and they're welcome to chop it up however they want. Um, you know, they can also pay me to do a bunch more video editing for them and and make almost an unlimited amount of content. But they're welcome to to do it themselves if they want to as well. Nice, because your quality is pretty awesome. I I saw the the show that you uh, that you had sent me the other day, which I, which I think was a lot longer actually, but it was it was very nicely done. It was really great. So let me ask you this, is, is on the documentary that you're doing, is, is it just the entrepreneur, him or herself, or do you also interview customers and vendors and joint venture partners or, you know, and the gardener or, you know, I mean, who, who is actually in that show? The idea, um, if we're doing it properly, is that we'd have everyone that you, you mentioned. Um, I, you know, in general, I think, we need to figure out what the story is. Um, um, you know, what, what's the result that the entrepreneur is looking for? Are we, are we trying to portray them as a family man? Or are we trying to portray them as, you know, guys in the factory, you know, 15 hours a day. Um, and, and based on what we're trying to portray, um, we would, you know, we'd film accordingly. So, um, you know, like I've got, you know, a wife and four kids and my family's pretty important to me. And so, um, as I'm telling my story, I, I would make sure that I mentioned that I had my wife and four kids and, and, and we'd probably record some video in my house or at me, you know, with my boy at my boys volleyball tournament or my girls rugby tournament. Um, and, and that would be an important part of, of me connecting with, with my audience. And similarly, you know, if I was, a uh, coach, you know, or something like that, um, I might, you know, I might have some people saying, hey, Ari coached me and, and my business went from 1 million to 10 million in a year. And, 
you know, Ari was super fantastic at, at being a coach. So uh, I, I think depending on, on the story that we're trying to tell, we would do all of the sorts of interviews that you talked about. Awesome. And, you know, it seems to me that to do a well-rounded documentary, you want to do, do some B-roll stuff, you know, of, of the volleyball, of, of the what it was at the soccer game or whatever, the basketball game, the, you know, the, you're, you're going to the gym, whatever it is, so that they do see that well-rounded piece, um, you know, whether it's skiing. So, so I'm assuming then to do the optimum job, then you're going to actually have to fly out and, and be on location to get them done properly. Is that, is that typically how, it's, how you're doing it? Yeah, that, that is the way you need to do it if you're, if you're doing it properly, is, is my crew needs to hop on a plane and, and go and follow you around for a few days while you're, while you're doing all of the important parts of your life. So your life is a reality show. I love it. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Um, now, now when you when you put a funnel in to to maximize results for the documentary, because I mean, obviously, I mean, you're you're building this out for them. Or at least you're shooting the video. Do you help them with what they do after that? In other words, are you helping them build out a funnel to maximize results to that, or is that a, is that their their gig and their their your deliverable is is the video itself? You know. What I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, the, the, the strict deliverable um, on the TV show is actually just delivering the TV show, but um, your point is, is very well made that um, many entrepreneurs m- might actually need help with the funnel and, and, the, and the marketing piece as well as creating the video assets, which I'm creating. And, and so I'm, I'm in the process of developing um, uh, a partnership with, with someone who's in the business of doing exactly what you talked about. How do you create the social post? What does your website um, say? What's the look and feel? You know, what are you spending money on for, you know, boosting posts or, or your, or your marketing plan? And, and, and how do you make maximal use of, of the hard drive and all of the video that I, that I create for the entrepreneur. So um, it really should go hand in glove. And, and, and I'm, um, um, I'm, I'm facilitating, um, uh, a process so that an entrepreneur that wants basically a one-stop shop can can get it from from me and my partners. That makes a lot of sense, and that's a great way to leverage yourself too, because now you're able to provide the service that you're great at, um, and then I'm assuming there's some kind of a rep share that you build in anyway. So you know, so that works out great. Um, you know, all the way down the line. So I like I like the way you're setting that thing up. Now, let's just step back for a second because I like the model that, you, that you've got. So when you talk to an entrepreneur, how, how do they know what, what, what are they usually what's – the, what's the outcome that they want and how do they know what they really want? I mean, do they come to you and say, hey, I want to be famous? You know, is it an ego type of thing? Are they far more calculated or do you actually need to, 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 to teach them as to what it really – is that is going to serve them best? You know what I mean? I mean, are they are is is an ego play mostly, or what's what are they wanting normally? I think entrepreneurs are kind of like food. They come in all different shapes and colors, um, and um, I, I think some entrepreneurs um, come pre-baked and pre-educated, and 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 they're very clear that. Uh, you know, if they had a TV show, it would be their calling card on steroids. And, 
and they just didn't know that the product was available because basically no one else is doing it. And, and so for those people, um, it, it's really mostly an education process about what's possible in terms of the, the creation and distribution of the TV show. And, 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 you know, you might already be running marketing campaigns and already be using video assets to, to, to market and, and advertise their business. And, and then there's a whole other group of entrepreneurs that, that don't really understand what they would do with marketing assets. And, and, and their question really is, okay, well, how does a TV show make me a million dollars? And, and I think that's a, a much more um, complicated conversation because it's, it's not a, it's not a direct line. It's not like, um, it's not like you go on shark tank in the U S and, and, and all of a sudden make a million dollars. Um, but you know, being on shark tank or having your own TV show or having video assets, um, allows you to use those assets to get more credibility, um, and authority and be well known and build your brand. And, and all of those things are the building blocks to being able to sell more of your product or sell your product for a higher price. So, um, um, I think, it, if an entrepreneur doesn't already sort of understand that theory, then there's a big education process around that theory and, and why should they spend money on, on marketing assets effectively. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of what I was wondering about too, because also, you know, depending upon what their intention is, is going to depend upon how you, you shoot the show too, you, you know, based on what the intention is. Now, now, but do, do any of the shows turn into the give them an ability to to uh, land joint venture partners and and others that they can do business with? I mean, primarily the the, the audience that you seem to be going for is either B to C or or B to B. When once you get on that TV network, is, are they, are people able to are the, your clients able to use it for anything more? Uh, specific in terms of building a business or are we really going one ask market with this? No, I, I, I love your question. And, and I think it's a, it's a fantastic idea. Um, and, and I, I think more and more these days we're, we're seeing business people create joint ventures um, either to generate leads for their business or um, joint ventures in terms of com- Combining to be able to to, to deliver a, a a bigger service to the end user, sort of like you were asking me, you know, whether I could make the TV show, get the distribution, and provide the ongoing marketing yeah. services. And I said, well, hey, I've yeah. got this partner that will be able to help, you know, so that we could be a one stop shop. And so, I yeah. I think entrepreneurs are more and more um, looking for B two B relationships to to amplify what they're doing uh, from a strictly B two C. Um, product and the beauty of of the video that tells your story is that it doesn't just tell your story to your end consumer it tells your story to all of the other businesses that are either upstream or downstream from you and 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 gives you the same sort of credibility um, and sort of emotional attachment as as the end consumer would would get so I don't think it matters what business deal we're trying to get done or whether it's a B2B or a B2C business deal. 
the reality is that no one wants to buy from you until they know who you are and they resonate with you. And, and it's hard. Like, you can meet them one-on-one and try and spend a bunch of time with them, which is always a great idea. Um, or you could write them a letter, you know, or you could have some video assets and, and the video assets are, uh, are economically viable and, and you can get a lot of scale out of them because you can, you can get distribution on, on mass sort of video platforms all over the world. And, and they also provide a bunch of credibility. It's not you sort of shaking my hand saying, you know, hi, I'm Canon. I'm super cool. It's like, Hey, hi, I'm Canon. You know, um, you, you might've seen my TV show on Comcast and, and, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about what we could do together. And, and, you know, like the show on Comcast was kind of like, you know, a stellar introduction from, um, from, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or some super popular celebrity. Um, it's like yeah. a, 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 an extra seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so tell me about what the average, well, better yet, not even average, give me one of the, your favorite success stories about how one of these documentaries has, has made a big difference in somebody's life? Uh, I think um, it's, it's hard to quantify. And I can tell you that, um, you know, we put five or six or seven people into the UFC from, from Hard Knocks, the fight promotion. And, and I think um, some some percentage of the credit for that goes goes to the documentaries and the stories because the UFC doesn't just draft the best athletes they they draft you know athletes with sort of over the bar skill that you know have the ability to be a celebrity and and so telling an athlete's story um, to the UFC is, is is a is a very important sort of selling piece so potentially. Um, you know, these documentaries help athletes get to the UFC and fulfill a dream. Um, and then, you know, I think um, the, the documentary that I just showed you, the one for Imana Gay, um, it is a fantastic story. And, and most people don't know his story. And, and that thing's going to get out all over the world. And, and in addition, he, you know, he spent a couple days filming with us and, and what you did see by looking at that documentary was he actually filmed almost all of his social posts for the entire year as well. So um, we, we, took, we took what is normally a pain point for entrepreneurs, which is, hey, can I get in, the ca- in front of the camera every week or two and make sure my hair is good and the lighting's good and, and, and create a social post? And, and we sort of said, hey, we're going to do this all in a couple days of filming. Um, so I, I think, you know, we, we took away a major pain point and we gave him, you know, arguably his best, um, his best video asset all in, all in one sort of few day shoot. I think that's awesome. I mean, for what we all seem to be heading in the direction of, of done for you, you know, and because I mean, as an entrepreneur, I travel a whole lot, um, you know, Bangkok today and, and Phuket. Again and then you know all over. So to set things uh, done for me, where I I've got to show up in the studio for you know for two or three days and I'm done is like sign me up now. And and I think every one of our listeners, or at least most of our listeners, probably feel exactly the same way. It's just please don't make me think about this. Let's just do it once so that the pain of either being on video, if I'm not comfortable with video, 
or getting properly dressed up um, or whatever, you know, and so my hair matches throughout the rest of the year, you know, this and that. Um, I'd much rather just get it done. I mean, I, I remember years ago when, when I was watching game shows, you know, I, I learned that they shoot a game sh- a week of a game show like in one day. Right? So the ability to do that and pop it and get it done, I think is totally awesome. Which kind of leads me to a, another question, and, and Gina's been letting me do the questions because apparently when we're on the same time, we, we, our sound gets messed up. So this is a question from Gina, and that is, uh, do most of your clients, it sounds like someone's, call, so we have a caller, caller number 27, uh, it's so funny, um, do most of your clients shoot just like one episode or uh you know, or are there multiple episodes of a show that you create? You know, is it just one piece or are you actually almost, almost for some people doing a series of multiple shows? Uh, It's pretty cool that you, uh, that that you came up with this question or somebody came up with this question. Um, It, it really is the the leading edge of of what we're talking about now. And, and so um, for, for some of my clients, we are now, you know, we're, we're making a, a one-off um, sort of feature documentary telling their story. Um, but then we're also figuring out how to make regular um, episodic TV shows about what they're doing. So, you know, maybe they're coaching people to, to be, um, you know, to scale their sales figures. And so, um, um, you know, we could have like a, a monthly success story, you know, Hey, my name's Ari. And I, and I went to Ken for coaching and my business was not doing very well. And, and, you know, and, and here's where my business is where we're starting. And then, um, a year later, I, I, you know, Hey Ken, it's great to see you again. And, and let's talk about all of the cool stuff that happened over the last year. You know, my business went from, you know, $10 in revenue to $10 million in revenue. And, and I now, you know, I bought my mom a house and my kids can afford to go to school. And, and, and so, you know, we just created a TV show, which um, is basically a testimonial for you, Ken. Um, and, and it's something that we could do in a series so that there could be like a monthly TV show about, a, about Ken's success stories. And so we are just always publishing more video and, that's an example of, of uh, yeah. Did you say something to me? Are you no? there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, I, I lost you there. Um, can you hear? Me? I hear you now. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, I like that whole idea of the series. I think that that to do and you know if, if you have a family I mean I'm, I'm single and I travel the world alone so you know it would be great if I could have a camera and following my, my, my you're cutting out I can't hear you well, uh, oh no I love it Gina can you jump in yeah I can't Ari, why don't you go ahead and finish the thought that okay, you had then. when right before Ken lost you? Do you remember where you were? Okay, so I, he, he, yeah, I was, I was basically, um, Ken was asking whether um, it makes sense for entrepreneurs to create uh, a series of regular TV shows. And, 
and the answer is is yes and and i'm I'm now working on on that concept with a few of my entrepreneurs and and it it, it is a um, a very forward thinking concept and and question and um, and it is the right idea because uh, as entrepreneurs i I believe what they ought to do is is figure out how to turn the cameras on, never turn them off and create a never-ending series of stories that would be compelling TV. And, and uh, to the extent, you know, we can come up with um, ideas and storylines for uh, uh, the specific um, business of, of an entrepreneur, we, we will do that. And, and that is sort of, you know, where, where my company is going in terms of, of, of a thought process. I can see how that would be super, super powerful. But the first thing it makes me wonder is, holy cow, if I've got a film crew flying in every month to do this, isn't that going to get awfully expensive? Um, yes, if you, if you don't know how to do it and you don't film efficiently, then yes. But um, many entrepreneurs are are, you know, they're running um, events on a regular basis and they're already filming those events. And, and so it, it's possible to, um, if, you, if you plan for all of the video outputs that you want to have, then it's possible to um, orchestrate and organize the, the days when you're already filming so that you you get a bunch of those video assets and then and then we can use technology to um, to efficiently make these other TV shows that I'm talking about. It's it's hard to explain, um, you know, over the over the radio. I, I, I oh guess, no, I, but, I understand um, exactly what you're saying, Ari. Makes total sense to okay. me. The key is cool. to look okay. at it as video assets. It's not like you're sitting down and shooting a the show start to finish in one fell swoop. It's the pieces are the video assets. And by assembling lots of video assets throughout the course of a year, you can then in the editing room, figure out how to produce tons of shows out of that. Is that what you're saying? Essentially? That's exactly what I'm saying. You did a very good job explaining it. And, and I think one of the, one of the things that I, I learned very well in, in the sports league is, is how to film once and, and use that video 10 different times. And, and that's a very important concept because, as you said, filming is generally expensive and, and, and it doesn't make any sense to, you know, to spend all the time and effort to film and only use it for one thing. Well, you know, for years my students have called me leveraging up. I am a leveragist at heart. And what you're talking about is no different when it comes to content marketing. Too often people think that you need a mammoth amount of content in order to really get anywhere online. And my message has always been absolutely not. You need a small amount of content that gets repurposed and repurposed and repurposed and repurposed so that it looks like it's mountains of content when in fact it's just a few key assets that have been repurposed and then put out across as many channels as you can get them out on, right? The same thing here. Yes, I, I, 
you're absolutely right that we would repurpose everything as much as possible. Um, What I'm encouraging people to do is to turn the cameras on and and never turn them off so that that they are creating the maximum amount of content that they can with with the minimum amount of of expense. And so the the only thing I want to add or tweak to to your theory is, um, you know, buy a couple of 4K cameras, buy a couple of um, wireless mics that, that work well, and and never turn those cameras off because it doesn't cost you anything to run those cameras for a day. Um, you know, every video call that you're having, film it. Um, every time you're doing an interview with someone that's public, film it. Film everything. Um, and because then you've got so many more assets to work from. And um, what I'm starting to learn is, is that scale and video assets really does matter. And I'll just give you an example. Um, one of my, my TV broadcasters for the Fight League sort of said, hey, I want, I want 40 new TV shows. Can you make them for me? And, and can you make them themed, you know, like Best Knockouts or or best big guys, best big guy fights, or best armbar finishes, and and the only reason that I can say yes and I can do that is because I've got enough scale of video that I can um, I can put together those TV shows. Does that make sense? It does. It really, really does. So I don't want to get all the way to the end of the show and forget to ask you. For our listeners who are interested in getting a show put together for their business, where do they find you? Um, best place to go is um, www.influencedocumentary.com forward slash home, and um, and they can uh, they can get some information and 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 fill in an application form. Um, you know, for a discovery call. Fantastic. InfluenceDocumentary.com forward slash home. And I'll repeat that again at the end of the show and make sure it's in the show notes as well so that our listeners have every opportunity to get in touch with you because I think this is really, really cool stuff. I know Fantastic. my last name is Gaudio, G-A-U-D-I-O. I often say it's audio with a G in front of it. And I am an audio girl through and through, so much so that it even is my name. I am not G-Video. I'm Gaudio. So for somebody like me who hates being on camera, what advice do you have? Oh, man. I I don't know. I, I innately love being on video, so it's a treat every time I'm on video. Um, I... I I think at some point you're going to need to decide um, whether the pain of being on video is is worth the upside. Um, I, I, you know, there's a bunch of training and practice and and you know hairstylists and clothing and and, and all kinds of of, um, of things that can make the process easier. But at the end of the day, uh, if you don't feel like you're good on camera. Uh, then there's only one answer, and it's practice. And and um, if you if you buy into the concept that video is important for your business, then 
you know, theoretically you'll spend enough time practicing that in a year we'll talk again and, and you'll be super good at video and you'll be recording yourself all the time and, um, and you'll be a success story for someone that went from, hey, I hate being on video to I love being on video and it's the most valuable thing I ever do. I think part of the issue for me is I walk with a walker. I'm hunched over even with the walker. I can't stay in one chair for very long, so I have to keep getting up and down and up and down and up and down. And it just makes it hard if I've got a video watching me at all times. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But that video, just because that video is watching you for five hours straight doesn't mean you use that video for five hours straight. And so... You could simply record for five minutes, get up and walk around, record for another five minutes, get up and walk around. Um, and and I think I, I think maybe what what I didn't do a good enough job of explaining is there might be a whole bunch of people in the world that can resonate with something like that. Hey, it hurts to walk around, or you know, it hurts to sit down, or I'm not super comfortable doing this, and and that might make you more relatable. And if you're more relatable you might get a sale or, or get a, you know, or, or get a phone call, you know, like somebody might be willing to get get on a phone call just because they know you and they're like, that's a real person, you know, but I got that same thing, you know, like we could actually talk about, I don't know, what's the most comfy chair, you know, I can sit in this chair for 15 minutes instead of five minutes and, and all of a sudden you've got a bonding moment and, and I think from a from a sales perspective, what we're all really looking for is a bonding moment because sales don't happen just for the sake of sales. Sales happen on the back end of bonding moments, I think. I totally yeah, I agree with you on that. Go ahead, Ken. Can you can you go well well you can hear me for a change. Um when when I was in Europe this past summer with my mom, we did a bunch of Facebook lives uh from a variety of different places. And while we didn't have a lot of uh, content in mind before we started shooting, we created content, and people loved the fact that they could see us doing weird things. Um, and I think there's a really good distinction that Ari makes, Gina, and that is absolutely that they'll identify with you better. They identify with me, and they saw me better. We stopped doing it, which was stupid. But and that's the other thing I guess we should make as a distinction too is is that if you're going to follow what Ari's telling you to do or suggesting that you do, which I think is a great idea, keep going, keep doing it, and don't stop because that content – I learned as a speaker years ago that when I record, recorded myself, sometimes there will be really great things that I'll say. Not always, but sometimes there will be some things like, wow, and if you don't record it, you miss it. So even if you don't use that video for or something, it does document what you are doing, and when that pearl of greatness comes out on a phone call with a client, or when you're on the phone with your mom or whatever it happens to be, you've got it. You saved it. And that eureka moment can really be great when you have that video to be able to share with somebody else. So I love that idea, Ari. Thank you. So so tip, people would typically want to know, what is, what is the typical investment that someone's going to have to make to get a video like this done, whether they're shooting some of the stuff themselves and handing it off to you or you're sending a crew out to them. How does that work? What, 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 what kind of investments required? Um, in, in general, I've, I start off with two basic packages. One package is 
is uh, is where you come to me for filming and 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 like you said, you're recording a bunch of your own assets and sending them to me, and um, I basically have you in studio for one day and um, and we make the TV show and, and that's ten thousand bucks U.S. dollars. And then I, the other package I have is you know I my team hops on a plane and, and goes to you and um, and and sort of films for two or three days. And I think that one's a, a floating, and it sort of depends on, on where we're going. I, I think, you know, I'm not going to Singapore for the same price I go to Boise, uh, I think. But um, but in general, <laughs> if, you know, in, in general, if you're in North America, I think Singapore it's 25 might, Singapore grand. Might, cool. I was going to say, Singapore might be more fun than Boise and, and definitely warmer. <laughs> it would absolutely be more fun and, and warmer, but uh, it might be more expensive. Yeah, I get it. No, it's true. It definitely is more expensive. Just it's one of the most expensive cities in the world. That's pretty awesome. All right, I got a question too for you. What, what question? If you could pick the best question for, for us to ask you, what question did we not ask you that you really want us to be asking you right now? Oh man, what question did you not ask me? Well, I mean, we we talked <laughs> about why video. Um, we talked about. Um, the importance of of an introductory video piece, which is basically your calling card on steroids, which is the the feature documentary on what's your story and why do you do it and and where you're trying to go. Um, we talked about the the follow up um, TV series, uh, which you know ought to come from um, the the video assets that you're already creating in your business for the most part and. And we're basically repurposing those video assets to to make new new TV shows that that tell a story that's that's good. Um, I, you know, here's one that we haven't talked about. Um, that a lot of people that are doing internet marketing right now are 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 concerned about running funnels and and what kind of funnels and. Um, there, there's a, a, a type of funnel that's kind of like the flavor of the month right now, and people are calling it like a long-form documentary funnel. And um, um, people like Garrett White um, are are using it uh, with with a lot of success. And and so uh, the biggest barrier to running um, a long-form documentary funnel is that. The, the entrepreneur doesn't actually have the long form documentary, which is sort of convenient for for my um, my business. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and so I, I think the the question to ask me would be, um, how could you directly use, uh, you know, your, your your documentary TV show in a funnel? And if you were to ask me that question, I would say you could directly use the documentary TV show that I make for you into your long form documentary funnel and, and you could be on the leading edge of, of um, internet marketing right now. You know, it's a really good point because I think the long to only long video that I've ever seen in a funnel for anybody has been a video sales letter, which inherently is nothing more than a PowerPoint with, with audio over it. So you're right. Giving somebody a TV show really does put them, I think in a, in a completely different category than your typical VSL, you know, I mean, without a doubt. Um, and, and I'm wondering, who would be, like, best joint venture partner to help you build your business? 
can read about um, Are you looking for JV partners? And if, if you are, who's your ideal one? Uh, you cut out a little bit. Was your question, which JV partners am I looking for to expand my business? Or what JV partners do I already have in order to have a, a vertically integrated um, service offering? Now, I'm looking for what JV partners would help you build your business. If you're looking for JV partners, then they'd be. What would be the best people that you would be wanting to, to work with now to help you build your business? I think the best JV partners uh, for me right now in terms of the business we've been talking about would be uh, people who are, are directly connected to entrepreneurs that would want uh, a documentary TV show done for them. And, and what we haven't really spent any time talking about, um, and theoretically we could for a few minutes, is we haven't talked about how my, my entrepreneur's TV network um, dovetails with um, the video creation services that I'm offering. So um, Let's my theory on the – so the network is really, um, is really designed – to give an entrepreneur their own little video channel within my network. And so, um, you know, imagine like, you know, we could have a Ken Crow, you know, channel and, and there could be almost an unlimited number of videos in that channel. And so like the first video could be the documentary that I make for you. And then there could be a whole bunch of other videos, which are testimonials or they're you talking about, X, Y, and Z product and, and why people would want it or what the benefits are. Basically, any video that you create that is of good quality could reside on this entrepreneur's TV network within your channel. And so um, it, as it relates to the entrepreneur's network, the JV partners that I'm looking for are number one, um, uh, people that have a list of entrepreneurs that might be interested in having their own channel, as well as um, people uh, that have a list of um, entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who would be interested in in paying the ten buck a month sort of monthly subscription to be able to watch all this great content that everyone's going to put into the network. I think that's awesome, and you're right that the ability to be able to pop that out means means a whole lot. Uh, and now, do, do the contributors of content sharing of, the, of that ten dollar month growth stream, or is that is that all you? And they put the content up there at their expense. How does that how does that model work? Um, the there are two rev there the JV model or so the business model for the network is yeah. Um, yeah. entrepreneurs are going to pay ninety seven bucks a month for the privilege of okay. having their own channel inside the network. And, okay. and subscribers are going to pay ten dollars a month for the privilege of being able to watch everything. And and, and the joint and, venture and deal. And our, and our, it, yeah. And the joint venture deal is is uh, a percentage of of that monthly recurring revenue that you generate. Got it. And our is right in the middle of, of both getting everything. I love the model. It's a great model. And for an entrepreneur, the way I see it, Ari, is I don't have time to build my own channel. You know, I, mean, I don't have time to, to, to promote this to Comcast. I don't have time to, to create my own network. So for me to, to give you, you know, 100 bucks to take care of that for me, you know, and I just create the content or even have you create the content for me at, I assume, an additional cost, 
that's just a no-brainer. I mean, and to me, everybody should be signing up for that. And Gina, what or Ariel, let you let you just pop out. What is the best way for people to reach you? Because I want to make sure. Best way for people to, yeah, the best way for people to reach me is to is to fill out the schedule a call with Ari, which is at the bottom of of the the web page www.influencedocumentary.com forward slash home. Awesome. So it's influencedocumentary.com forward slash home, and we will have that in the show notes for everybody as well. Because I, I tell you what, you guys, listening to, to this, and, and, and I've spoken to Ari before. He's, he's, he, he, he is not sharing you with as much of the brilliance that he, that he is. I can tell you that when we first met on the phone a couple, few months ago, the guy literally he blew me away. And we were talking about my business and what we can do with my own, my own business uh, here in Asia. And I got to tell you, super creative concepts, super creative ideas. If you're going to be building any kind of a video component and and laying out a marketing plan, you want him on your team. You don't want him on your competition's team. The, he's got so much experience, and he sees so many opportunities that video can be used to make money with. That you you know, even if you're not sure you should do it, even if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I can't afford to do it. I got to tell you, talk to him because you'll see just how critically um, important and opportunistic this can be for you. Um, and if you can even figure out ways to bring sponsors in to cover the cost of your production so you can leverage that, there's a way to do that too, where you do this with some of your joint venture partners where, uh, where you're certainly promoting yourself, but in so doing, you're also promoting that. Have you seen anybody do that so far, Ari, where, where their show also is – is almost a joint venture show where where others can and actually contribute to the to the actual cost of it. Uh, e, e, yes, that that makes infinite sense, and um, and people do it all the time. Um, all you need to do is look at uh, you know the UFC or or my fight league, and and you see that there are are brands that that you know go inside the cage and, and then they're recorded on the video and. And those brands pay for the privilege of being seen in the video, and and that actually should be a profit center. So, um, I I think there are, there are there are many different ways for um, for entrepreneurs to do this, and and I think um, if anyone's interested, you know, they should just schedule a call with me, and, and we can chat about it. It's it's more of a one-on-one conversation, but that there's no reason why video is not a profit center. I think um, I, I think entrepreneurs view video right now as as a cost, as an expense, and, and so they try and minimize it. And and really, if they understood how to make it into a profit center, they they would they would their question would be how could we make more, not how could we make less. Yeah, you know, I, I it, we're almost out of time here, but I got to tell you, if this interests any of you, get on a call with Ari because we just hit the nail on the head with this. You can if you do it right. You should be able to get your show done for free, if you think about it, with sponsors in place, and the, it, it, it can completely serve everybody. So, Ari, it has been a thrill always to have you. Sorry for some of the technical stuff we've had. Any, some, any words? No, I've a got a bunch of people to get you connected to, Ari. I'm better known as the JV Queen online, so I'm going to get Andrea to get me your contact info so I can make some introductions for you. Fantastic. Thank you very much. 
Well, thank you awesome. so much. This well, has I, been our, our pleasure to have you here today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And we will be back same time, same All place right, again. next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.